0: I invite you to close your eyes, open your hearts, settle your minds into this here and this now, and know that where we are, God is, life is, spirit is, all the good in the world is. It's everywhere. In each and every one of us, and in each and every one of our lives and our thoughts and our dreams, there is nowhere where love is not, where purpose is not. And I know that I am blessed with the awareness of this truth. I am prospered by the works that flow through me, from me, and to me in the world. And I give thanks for my knowledge, my wisdom, my awareness, my good that is life and love in sacred being action and activity. And I know what I say is true, and I know as I turn these words over into the law of creative being, into the divine process of life unfolding, that as I do, it is so And I am grateful. And I know that it is done. And an affirmation, I say, and so it is.
1: What if you woke up this morning and found one of these on your bedstand? A real working Aladdin's lamp with a genie that would grant you unlimited wishes. Would you like that? What would you wish for first? Very important question. question. I would ask two wishes first. Number one, show me how you work. I want to know how you work so I can work with you. And number two, grant me the wisdom to know how to use you well and wisely. Grant me the wisdom how to use you well and wisely. People oftentimes say, you know, it's like we come without an onerous manual for life, right? You've heard that phrase before? The truth is there's onerous manuals all over the planet in all sorts of different languages. They're called the sacred writings and the the teachings of different masters all over the place. From ancient times to current times. But we don't tend to read them or we don't tend to understand what we're reading. Right? In many cases. There's a commercial that I've seen on TV, I think it's for Doritos, where a guy is house-sitting for his friend and and dog-sitting for his friend. And as the guy is walking out the door, he says, don't tell the dog to fetch anything. Okay? And he leaves. Well, this guy is like, you know, know, Adam and Eve, God said, don't eat, eat that tree, right? The fruit of that tree. So what do they do? Yeah. You tell your kids, don't do this, and they do it. Right. So the guy says, well, what do you mean, don't fetch me? What happens when I say to the dog, fetch? So he asks the dog to fetch him something, and the dog, bam, bam, and right back with the thing, he's asking him to fetch. And it's like, ooh, this is cool. And so he starts thinking, and he asks the dog to fetch him something else, and that thing comes, and he goes. finally, he gets this brilliant, inspired idea. And he goes, ah, oh, fetch me a bear. And he wants to say, naked lady. But the dog is gone and comes back with a bear. a bear. Why? Because the guy doesn't understand how the dog works. The dog doesn't wait around for long complicated thoughts. He's gone now. He's on it now. And so oftentimes we don't we we make wishes Because we don't understand how this genie works. Because the truth of the matter is that you and I wake up every morning with an Aladdin's lamp. It's in bed with us. In fact, actually, it's in bed as us. It's within us. But because we don't understand how it works, or even oftentimes, not so much you guys, but other people, that we even have it. We've all had that period of our lives where we didn't even know we had an Aladdin's lamp genie within us, right? Okay? Because of that, we don't tend to use it. However, it's always working. Just like the dog that's always fetching, the genie is always sitting in the corner. It's always granting our every wish. You know, that's that good news, bad news thing. Our every desire and our every expectation. I want nothing out of the ordinary today. Just give me another humdrum day. I wish I didn't have to go to work. Oh, God, why did I just get sick? Why did I just get fired? Why did I just get in an accident? Because the genie said, Okay, yes, I'll give you what you want. Today, let's get curious about the genie. Would that be good? Let's get curious about this genie. A friend of mine said that doubt is uncertainty with fear. Curiosity is uncertainty with joy. Things are always uncertain. Have you noticed? How many of you know what, for sure, absolutely know what is going to happen in the next minute? With absolute certainty. I don't. I don't even know what I'm going to say in the next minute. I've got some words on paper, but I don't know what I'm actually going to say. And so we can either be fearful about that, or we can be curious about that. And the difference is, are we playing in fear or are we playing in joy? See, if somebody hands you a beautifully wrapped present at Christmas time, you're probably uncertain, but you're curious. Yes? The other day, I got this envelope that came from, um, <coughs> excuse me, <coughs> I got a little chest thing that I'm releasing, that came from Chase Bank, which is where I have my, my uh, car payment through. And I thought, uh-oh, that was fear, because I think I might have been a day late on my last payment because of the holidays over the end of the month. And so I opened it up, and instead, it was a check. I did some work for somebody recently and they mailed the check and it came from Chase Bank. And it's like, oh, I didn't have to be fear. I can be in joy. Right? Mary Oliver, in a poem by called The Summer Day, captures this sense of curiosity and wondering how it works. Who made the world? Who made the swan and the black bear? Who made the grasshopper? This grasshopper, I mean. Open and curious. What do you plan to do with your one wild and precious life that you have? Our topic today is called The Way It Works. We're looking this month at building a strong foundation as we're moving spirituality into action, and we're looking at the, the, um, the first four chapters of the Science of Mind textbook. If I want to work with electricity, it's good to know how it works, right? Yes? Not how I wish it would work or how I think it works. It's good to know how it actually really does work. Because electricity can be really helpful and it can also kill you, right? Or hurt you. And so, it's important to get humble. To stop thinking, I already know how this thing works. I know I can stick my hands in that socket and I'm immune to that, whatever's in those holes. So we talked last week about the thing itself is this universal energy, mind, intelligence, spirit. It's not some big guy sitting up in the sky. It's it's this energy, field of energy, infinite potential. And it expresses through individualized centers. In case you want to know what an individualized center looks like, look at the person next to you and imagine there's a mirror in front of you and you're looking at yourself. Because we are the individualized centers of spirit. Expressing in our own unique individual way. Right? See, we have a band because we need multiple musicians to play multiple instruments. Okay? If, if Amy played drums, I don't know if you're really good at drums or not, but it might not be as good as when, is it Rick who's playing drums? Andy playing drums. Okay? If I was to wander over there and play Scott's guitar, it's still Scott's guitar, but guess what? I don't bring his uniqueness or knowledge or skill level. In case you don't know, I can't play guitar. So we need to each be the unique individualizations and expressions of spirit. We bring ourselves our own light, our own uniqueness, our own individual refraction of this infinite presence with us. It expresses through us to the degree that we can accept it. To the degree that we can accept it. Because we can cloud up our our windows, can't we? We can fog them up with all these old stories and stuff and junk. You ever seen a car driving down the road that the windows are so fogged up inside or messed up inside that you can't see out of them? And you kind of wonder, you worry about that driver. Hopefully you haven't been driving down the street in that kind of car. I remember a times when I lived, I think it was in Connecticut. Back in the old days when it took a long time for the windshield to defrost and I get a little bottom part of it like this and so I kind of crouched down under my steering wheel and look out as I was trying not to be late for work. wasn't a wise thing to do. So to the degree that we can accept that spirit works for us by working through us. That is its nature. That is how it works. We find this original creative presence, this genie within us. It's here already. You don't have to petition it, earn it, pray to it, anything, it's already there working. Doing its thing, as you and as me. And to the degree that we can understand and align with it, we recreate its nature, and its nature is good. Its nature is life, its moral life. And its nature is love, and its nature is, is wisdom, and its nature is beauty and joy and power and peace. That is its nature, and it's abundantly expressing It ain't holding back. We filter it down to the degree that we do, but it's not holding back. Ernest Holmes says that the realization that good is universal and that as much good as any individual is able to incorporate into his or her life is his or hers to use. And that's what constitutes the science of mind and spirit. As much good as any individual is able to incorporate into their life. How open are you to that infinite good? Like electricity, like this genie, this power is constantly flowing through us. If we understand its nature of good, then we recreate that nature. But because, like electricity, it's an impersonal power, like the genie, like the dog that was going into fetching, it doesn't sit there and go, oh, I shouldn't do that. It's dangerous to bring a bear into the living room. It just gets the bear, because that's the nature of the dog. The electricity just works the way the electricity works, because that's its nature. It doesn't sit there and go, oh, I really like that person. Because they stuck their fingers in the socket, I won't electrocute them this time. It doesn't do that. And so spirit doesn't do that. There's no filters on spirit. It's just... Being itself. What do you want me to be today? And so we recreate whatever is in our consciousness. If we believe in duality, good and evil, this or that, it is done unto us as we believe. If we believe and have and have not, it is done unto us as we believe. If we believe in sin, sickness and death, it is done unto us as we believe. If we believe in lack and poverty... It is done unto us as we believe. In the stories in the Bible, when Jesus healed people, he said, it's your faith, your belief, that healed you. It wasn't me. Your faith in the fact that I could heal and the fact that you could be healed is what healed you. There's no power of evil as an entity, as a thing itself, it's opposing a power of good. There's no battle taking place. I know lots of stories and movies and stuff gets made with the battles of good and evil. It's been a theme throughout our you know, human history for thousands of years. But it's not a real thing. It's only our belief in duality instead of unity that manifests the experience that we call evil. The word, the very word evil in the English language is literally live spelled backwards. When we live backwards, we experience evil, which is to say separation from our good, separation from the truth of spirit, separation from love, separation from joy, separation from that whole nature, not because That's a force in itself, but because we are misusing the infinite presence and creating something different. We create out of fear instead of out of joy. Take a breath. When we live forward in alignment with that truth, with that one presence, then the experience of evil no longer exists. Stuff still happens, but the experience of evil no longer exists. I'm living in joy. I'm living in light. I'm living in truth. And as I referred to, there's a collective consciousness that does believe in duality and separation. And thus, this consciousness is creating. So we have stuff happening, right? We have stuff happening. That we say, you know, that's not the way I'd like to see it be. Anybody? Anybody? From the, from the little small stuff to, you know, my, my little chest thing that I've got going on to the fact that there isn't world peace and harmony. Because the collective consciousness is creating, but we can tap tap into the universal presence. Ernest says a trained thought is more powerful than untrained thought. When we are consciously tapped into the infinite presence and using it, just like when we use the genie consciously, just like when, if the guy could get the dog to say, to fetch consciously, See, the reason the owner left and said don't tell the dog to fetch was he didn't have time to explain how this works. The reason that God said "Don't," to Adam and Eve, don't eat of the fruit of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil is because he knew they didn't know how to work with that yet. They didn't have the instructions or the consciousness or the maturity to learn how to, how to absorb that and so it blew them out. The bear showed up. If we believe in lack of limitation, we'll create that experience. And even when good shows up, if we're really believing in lack of limitation, one of the people in the retreat yesterday was, was sharing that she grew up with a father who was always jealous of, of his older brother because his older brother always had more money. And she said, you know, my father always had money slip through his hands, even when he got it. Because he was attached to this story of I don't have money. I don't have loving relationships. I don't have health. No matter what, and and even if health shows up, it's going to slip to my hands. Even if I meet the most wonderful man or woman to be in relationship with, if I've got this story, guess what? It's the story that's going to manifest. I remember reading about a woman who said, you could put me in a room with 100 men, 99 of whom are wonderful, kind, considerate, caring, loving people, with good jobs and, and all that, and one is an abusive drunk and I will always go home with the drunk. Because that was the story, that was the pattern, that was what she was familiar with. So we don't let this good in, even though it's present, because we are attached to our story. Because they disagree, this, this experiences of good, disagrees with my view of the world. No, you don't understand. It really is this way. No pain, no gain. you got to earn your good. If it's not worth it, if it's not hard to get. Anybody hear that one? I shouldn't want very much. I should just be satisfied with what I have. I mean, it's better than a kick in the head by a Missouri mule. That was my uncle who would tell me that. Just be satisfied. Who do you think you are? You're getting too big for your britches. Take a breath. We've all heard this stuff. And if we let it settle in and take hold, it manifests and continues. And then our desire to be right about our view of the world. Oh, that really gets us right. Not only do I have this view of the world, but I want to be right about it. Have you noticed that's happening in our country right now? Okay. There's all sorts of views, none of which is the right view. But everybody's attached their story that they're right. Breathe. And so we reinforce this view with our stories. We have stories we make up about this view, right? And then we tell, we, a phrase for these is our treasured wounds. We kind of worked with that during the retreat this weekend. Our, our treasured wound, I have this wound, and, it's, and I want to tell you all about it. Now The truth is, you don't really care. I've been telling this story for my whole life about how my mother abandoned me, about how my father abused me, about how (coughs) I could have had stock in Microsoft because I knew Bill Gates when he was young. That's a Seattle thing that you get. The other Seattle thing that I remember hearing is I could have had property on Queen Anne. Could have. But you didn't. We have these stories of, see, this proves that I'm too stupid to handle money, that I don't know how to do relationships. I've been divorced one time, two times, three times, four times, five times, ten times, whatever. Everybody in my family has this disease, so I must have it too. We have these treasured stories that we keep telling ourselves, and they reinforce our worldview. And if we want to create something different, guess what? We have to, huh? We have to think differently. We got to change our stories. If we're to move into alignment with the truth of spirit, we got to reshape our thought. We got to stop blaming others. We got to stop blaming our past. We got to stop blaming circumstances. We have to stop telling those stories and point this energy, this infinite presence, this genie, this electricity in a new direction. Where do I want it to go? I'm a farmer, a gardener with planting seeds and the seeds will go, will grow. And I will reap what I sow. What am I planting? And if I want a new garden, if I don't like the old garden that I've had, I need to plant something new into healthier soil probably. So this week I invite you to plant some new seeds. Would you be good with that? I want you to look at an area in your life, in your garden of your life, where you would like to have a different crop, a different outpicturing, something new. Think about that for a moment. It can be very large. It can be very small. The universe doesn't have big or small. Do you remember in the, in the, um, the second of the Star Trek, not Star Trek, Star Wars movies, um, when, when Luke first meets Yoda, and he's trying to lift his, his cruiser out of the swamp, and he goes, it's too heavy, and Yoda, who's all about this big, lifts it out of the swamp with his energy, and he says, in the forest there is no big or small. There is no light or heavy. What do you want in your, li- in your garden of your life? Ask yourself, what seeds have I been sowing based on results in my life? If I look at the results in my life, that are now, what seeds have I been sowing? Don't beat yourself up about it. Just notice the seeds. Just notice the seeds. Since the universe always says yes, what have I been asking it to say yes to? It's one of my favorite questions for myself. Whenever I get a mess in my life, something that doesn't work, it's like, okay. So, since the universe always says yes, what have I been asking it to say yes to? What have I been believing that's showing up as this? You don't have to do the head slap. I, I sometimes do that just to wake myself up. And then contemplate the truth of the divine instead. Contemplate that highest truth you know instead in that area. If I want relationship, I contemplate the highest truth of there's love only love. If I want health, there's only life energy and wholeness and only life energy and wholeness. So this thing has been trying to get into my body really deeply for the last several days. And I had a retreat coming up, and I did not want to miss the retreat or call in sick today and say, we'll have Reverend Kerry speak today. <clears throat> well, because Kerry's in California <laughs> and not available. And frankly, most of all, I didn't want to be sick. Who here wants to be sick? I don't either. And so I kept, on. starting Thursday morning, I just went, God is greater. God is greater than this. And I started radiating out the light and the love and the warmth of spirit through my chest, through my lungs, through this. And, and I f- kept feeling this old pattern of, oh, just give in to it. You're going to be sick. And I said, no, I'm not doing that this time. And so I did a wonderful retreat Friday and Saturday. The sickness didn't hold it back, didn't hold me back. I'm here today. And yeah, I just got a little flim caught there for a moment, but it's not holding me back from being the light and love of spirit that I am. You're more powerful than anything. The God in you is more powerful than any circumstance or situation in your life. What is the seed you want to plant instead? What is the highest truth you want to know instead? If you're having money challenges, the universe is financially abundant. It is opulent. It is extravagant. You deserve to experience that extravagance, that opulence. There's nothing about you that shouldn't have that. Your experiencing opulence does not take away from anybody else's experience of opulence. Just like if you experience love, does somebody else get less love? No. If you have health, does somebody else have to be sick because you have health? No. So if you're opulent, does somebody else have to be poor because you're opulent? No. The infinite opulence of the universe is available to us all. Now, the world will try and convince us that it's a fixed pie and you, you know, if you take one piece, somebody else is not going to have any. You know, we, we, I think I talked about that the other day of, of, you know, finish your peas. You know, think of all those poor starving children in India if you don't eat your peas. And of course, we always used to like to say, so send the peas to the kids in India. But my not eating my peas doesn't hurt the kids in India. So contemplate the truth of the divine instead. Since God is all there is and its nature is good, and I am one of that nature and its good is now the story of my life. Would you be willing to do that? Use your genie. So that's our three practices. One, pick an area of your garden that you would like to experience a greater crop in, a more wonderful crop. And it can already be a good crop. It doesn't have to be bad. Just something you'd like to experience more. Ask yourself, what seeds have I been sowing that keeps it where it is? And change the seeds. Start sowing new seeds. Start contemplating this highest truth you can. That's the practice. Will you play with me with that this week? Will you play with that genie? Yes. I want you to wake up tomorrow morning. I want you to remember that you have a genie inside you. And start creating your day. It works off of image. It works off of thought. It works off of the words That we say. Choose carefully. I'm going to close with a quote from Ernest. Who says that knowing. That the thing can work for us only as it works through us. Let us begin to accept today. More good than we experienced yesterday. And to know that we shall reap a harvest of fulfilled desires. Would it be okay if your desires were fulfilled? Immediately. Fulfilled. The time must come when we shall have left the apparent evil behind. The appearance of evil behind. When it shall be rolled up like a scroll and numbered with the things which were once thought to be. Let us realize that as high as we shall make our mark in mind and spirit, so high shall be its outward manifestation in our material world. Wherever we set the bar, the universe says, yeah. yes. Raise your bar. Let's move into prayer. <laughs> Knowing that, we, that that infinite presence is all that there is. That spirit divine is all that there is. And its nature is good and only good. It is just being itself. It doesn't have an agenda other than freedom of its own expression. Its nature is love. Its nature is life. Its nature is joy, beauty, power, peace, wisdom. That is its nature. and That we are one of that. We are, as the song said, intimate with the infinite. We already are that. We don't have to become that we are. That is our truth. And so I speak my word that we become aware of that deep intimacy with the joy, with the life, with the love, with the good, with the extravagant expression of spirit throughout the universe, and we are one of it in our own unique way. We sing our song. We dance our dance. We paint our painting. We create our sculpture. We weave our art, our fabric. We plant our seeds. We grow our crop. And it is a beautiful crop. It is a perfect crop right now. So we grow from the learnings we have received of sometimes things not working out. We learn how to do it better. No one started off by being an expert at whatever they do. We all fell down the first time we tried to walk. We all fell down the first time we tried to ride bikes. These musicians all messed up the first few times they tried to play an instrument. But we keep going, and I know we keep going. I know that within us is that perseverance, is that energy, that movement of spirit forward that is ever-growing our own awareness, and we just say yes to that. We get humble. We say, how do you work? How does this work? I'm willing to work with that. And we let it expand us. I know that each person here is already in the process of being expanded by spirit. And I invite us to say yes. Yes to this good. Expanding. And some gratitude for that good. And in gratitude for the yes of each person. And in gratitude for this nature, this beautiful, infinite presence that moves and expresses itself through us. In gratitude for the intimate love of spirit and us together. I release this word into that which we call the law, the process of how it shows up in our lives, the way it happens. We let it be. It is already done. It is already so. We just simply acknowledge that by saying together, and so it is.
0: In the teen group, we talked about the difference between emotions and emotional responses. So you can have emotions,
1: and then you can feel a certain way about something, but that doesn't mean that your response has to be emotionally charged, so you can take a break and, like, calm down so that when you go back and respond you don't have to be angry or upset at them you can have like a conversation where you're both respectful of each other's
0: opinions and you're actually listening to each other and you're not blinded by the emotions that you're feeling today in the kids class we learned about the think acronym which stands for the t is
1: is it true h is is it helpful i is is it inspiring and is it is is it necessary and k is it kind um excellent we did problems seeing which problem would be the what which one would have the better solution